Welcome to See You Succeed with Viridian. My name is Kristen Kennan and I will be your host. I'm excited to bring you on a journey that will teach you about all things financial services and how Viridian can help you achieve your goals. Today we have Chris McGovern, our manager of mortgage lending with us today to talk about the mortgage process. Thanks for being here, Chris. Thanks for having me. The mortgage process can be very overwhelming for someone that maybe hasn't gone through it before or hasn't gone through it recently. So we just kind of wanted to outline some of the tips and tricks and information for people to be aware of when it comes time to get a mortgage. When people are starting out and looking at mortgage options or maybe what they can afford, doing their homework is a really important piece of that. So when it comes to looking at what someone can afford or what they need to do, even before that pre-approval process, what are some of the things that you recommend people look at? Definitely uh, look at their financial situation, their current budget, their current expenses. Um, Definitely good to have a ballpark idea of how much they want to allocate to housing. And then when they do meet with us, a loan officer, we can help them refine that and determine um, exactly how much house they want to buy. And in the budget, it's definitely good if they haven't owned a home in the past to uh, build in for things like maintenance and upkeep as they may not have those expenses right now if they're currently renting. Absolutely. And you mentioned meeting with a loan officer. It's important once people start thinking about buying a home to sit down with your team and get a pre-approval, exactly like you said, so they know what they can afford. What things go into a pre-approval and what would someone expect to bring with them for that appointment? Basically, what we're going to do is pull your credit report and look at your credit score. And just using that credit score, we can pre-qualify a borrower to gain approval to buy a home. Um, If they would like a more concrete approval instead of a pre-qualification, we could go the pre-approval route. And there we would actually need documentation showing their income. So recent uh, couple years, W-2s, tax returns if they're a self-employed borrower, recent pay stubs. And then if they're they're putting money down uh, as a down payment on buying the home. We'd also need documentation on those those assets or any funds being put into the transaction. And once someone is pre-approved or has that pre-qualification letter and they're ready to start looking, what are some things to keep in mind as they're looking for that dream home? It takes time. You're probably not going to walk into the first house you look at and say, this is the perfect home for me. So definitely, you know, look at the neighborhood, location, 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 right? How close is it to work? Look at your commute times. If you have children, how close is it to their school? You know, what's the busing situation look at? So definitely location first and foremost. And then also, you know, how many bedrooms do you need? How many bathrooms? Are you okay with stairs, two-story? Would you like to keep it to a one level with a ranch? I I definitely recommend making a list of these are the things we have to have. And these are more want-to-haves or a wish list item. And if you can get pretty much everything on your must-have list, and you can check quite a few off on your wish list or want list, then it may be a great property for you. And how about working with a real estate agent or choosing one if maybe they don't know who to work with? 
Um, does your loan officers and your teams have recommendations for them? And what are some benefits of working with a real estate agent? Yeah, definitely recommend working with the realtor. Uh, they're definitely an advocate for you and the transaction. And if you're buying a home, it's important to remember that there's no cost to you of using a realtor. So they're they're paid from the seller side. And definitely recommend having your own real estate agent, not using the same agent who is listing the property, because obviously they already have a relationship with the sellers. So they'd be trying to balance your best interests with the best interests of the seller. So they'd represent both parties in the transaction, which can be a little bit little bit tricky, but they'll basically guide you through the process. Certainly if you're a first-time home buyer, I would recommend working with a realtor. And if you don't have anyone in mind, that's where our loan originators or loan officers can be helpful. You know, most of them have been in the industry for some time and they 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 would have some great recommendations and could steer you in the right direction. And one of the things to keep in mind as you're looking for a home is it might take some time, right? Making an expectation that you might not find exactly what you're looking for right away. So just being aware of the time that you could put into looking for that dream home or that right home for you, I think is good to note as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Currently, we're seeing you know, multiple offers are a very common scenario and many homes are selling, you know, say near the listing price or sometimes even they could even sell above the listing price. So definitely good to know going in that, you know, just because you write an offer doesn't mean it's a done deal. The offer may not be accepted, but it's definitely good to put your best foot forward. And if it's something you really like, really want, you know, make a strong offer out of the gate. And again, your realtor can uh, guide you in that process. They're an expert in purchase agreements and writing those contracts up. Um, So work with them, them hand in hand. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like the seller disclosures, um, putting earnest money down, kind of some of those other things that go into making an offer and why those things could be important? Yeah, definitely. So the the owner of the home, the seller, they will disclose things like has the property ever, you know, had had water in the basement, for example. So that's basically them informing you about the property you're considering buying, some of its history that you may not be able to tell just by walking through it or even having uh, an inspection done. So definitely good to review that, review that with your realtor, go through the any items that may be of concern to you and make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. And then with writing the offer, um, you'll be putting earnest money down, which is basically good faith money, you know, showing that you intend to move forward with the transaction. And if you were to back out of the transaction for any reason, you could forfeit that earnest money. So it just tells the the seller of the home that that you're serious and you intend to move forward and buy that home. And another thing to think about when we're working through this process is there's many different types of loans available. There's adjustable, fixed VA loans, et cetera. Talk a little bit about some of the different types of loans we offer. And it might not just be a one size fits all. So each situation could be different. There are 
ton of different loan options out there and you know you can definitely go on our website and read up on them and again that's where our trusted advisors you know our loan officers loan originators can look at your particular situation and help recommend the best product that fits your situation so you know it could be an adjustable rate mortgage even though the rate is not fixed at times those rates are lower than a fixed rate loan so depending on how long you're going to be in the property. It could also be a situation where the amount of money you want to put into the transaction as a down payment, that that drives the product selection. So um, obviously, if, if you're not looking to put a down payment down, that narrows the number of products available. So they'll work with you to look at your down payment, look at your situation. Are you a veteran? Could a veteran affairs or VA loan be an option? So they can go through all those different types of options, even terms. So if it's been determined that you're going with a fixed rate mortgage, um, the the longer the term, the lower the payment in general. So they can help right size that term. The most common options being a 15-year fixed rate mortgage or a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, but you know could end up with a 20 or 25-year depending on your scenario. So again, that's where it's good to you know, for us to look at your entire financial situation, and then we can recommend that best product um, for you and for your situation. And I know I've heard the term buying points before. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and how that could be figured into the the loan process? Great point, Kristen. Uh, buying points is is discount points, is a, and that's basically paying a fee to effectively buy your interest rate down. So the you know the advertiser rate or the typical rate in your scenario is at a certain point. You could basically pay a fee or discount points in, in order to reduce that interest rate. So that would typically be something we would recommend in a scenario where you're planning to be in that home for some time. Definitely wouldn't make sense in a in a shorter term situation where you're planning to be in a home, say five years or less. And another piece of the offer or the process are inspections, appraisals, title work, abstracting. What should people expect with those type of things if they've not dealt with that before? Yeah, an inspection is definitely something I would recommend if you're a first-time home buyer. Say if you're not in um, a profession where you work with like home improvements, but an inspector is an expert in homes and all the systems in homes, so they can come through that home and make sure that you know the electrical is all working as it should be, the plumbing's all working as it should be, the roof appears to be in good condition, so. It's it's certainly an investment to pay someone to come out and inspect that property, but by doing so, you're basically reducing um, the probability of there being issues that you didn't catch prior to buying that home. So typically, you would enter into a purchase agreement, and then you'd have a number of days from the time that that offer is accepted to have the home inspected. And say you do move forward, you know, you have a, a purchase agreement in place to buy a property. Part of our process, part of the loan process would be obtaining an appraisal. So we would send a licensed appraiser out to the property and they would also inspect or review that property. And then they would find comparable properties that have recently sold basically in the same neighborhood. And they would just confirm a value. 
So basically confirm that the amount that you're looking to purchase that home for is accurate and they would come up with their own value based on comparable sales. So, And the last term that you mentioned, Kristen, was uh, title worker abstracting. So think of like a vehicle title. So basically it's the chain of ownership to a property and basically just making sure that there's no surprises there and that you know, our our loan or mortgage on the property is basically a first lien position mortgage and that there's no other um, judgments or any type of title blemishes that could play a role in your ownership or our lien on the property. And going along with the inspection, I know another thing I hear about frequently with purchase agreements is radon mitigation. What information can you share with about that? Is that typical? Is that something that someone would want to request? Does it have to do with how old the home is? Yeah, great question. So radon is is present. It's just the vein of earth that that home sits on. And it's a very common thing in the Midwest. Um, for radon to be present in the soil underground. And when you, you know, dig a hole in the ground to put a home in, you know, you disrupt that. So it's a very common thing for radon to basically seep into the house, into the basement, up through the home. So as part of that inspection process, many inspectors also office offer a service where they'll test the home for radon. And if there are radon levels in the home that are of a concerning level, um, a mitigation device can be installed to basically, uh, you know, collect those radon gases and discharge them up through the roof of the home um, just to mitigate any dangers opposed to you or anyone else in the house. So it's definitely not a, you know, it, it can be easily overcome by installing a mitigation mitigation device and it's it's certainly not unique to older homes um, sometimes brand new homes it's present and it needs to be mitigated so it's definitely something that can be dealt with and again if you work with a realtor on a transaction they have a lot of experience in dealing with radon and radon mitigation and you know they can definitely recommend um local vendors that can help deal with that situation. Another topic or term that is typically used in the mortgage realm is um, PMI. I'm just wondering if you can give us a rundown kind of what PMI is and explain that a little bit for those that may not know what that stands for. Private mortgage insurance or mortgage insurance, so PMI or MI, is insurance that's required in in most mortgage transactions if you don't have at least a 20% down payment. So it's insurance that you, the borrower, would pay to protect the financial institution. In the case of default or if a person couldn't keep up with their payments, that insurance would be paid to the lender. And those uh, premiums are based on the amount of the down payment, but then also based on your your credit score and history. So they are risk-based premiums. Here at Viridian, we do have multiple products where there's no requirement for a down payment and we're financing well above that 80% loan to value level and private mortgage insurance is not required. So one of the ways, a popular way that we get around that mortgage insurance is by doing a first mortgage and a second mortgage at the same time. So we'll put 80% on a first mortgage and 20% on a second mortgage. 
and we'll basically close both of those loans simultaneously or in combination. So it's commonly referred to as a as a combo second, referring to the lien position. And in that scenario, no mortgage insurance um, would be required, even though with the combination of the two loans, we're offering up to 100% financing or no down payment. The last part of the whole transaction then is closing the deal. So within that week, right before closing, you're going to have a final walkthrough and you'll get some information from your team with um, some closing disclosures. Tell us a little bit about what one could expect for closing the mortgage. Yeah, we're going to send you out a copy of your final closing disclosure. So it's a required disclosure that's going to go into detail about... um, you know, the fees associated with the transaction, how much money you need to bring to closing. So you'll receive that in advance of closing and then you'll sign the final, all the final documents will actually occur at closing. So at that point, you'll have already completed the walkthrough, made sure nothing's changed with the property condition. Obviously, you're planning to move forward with with closing and, you know, purchasing the home. So closing uh, typically would take place in a Viridian location or in the location of one of our third-party closing agents. Um, could actually be at your realtor's office as a as an alternative. Um, during closing, you'll sign a, a decent sized stack of paperwork. Um, we're, a, <laughs> we're a highly regulated industry, so there's numerous uh, disclosures and documents that you'll re- you'll be required to sign. Uh, some of the most important would be the note or the promissory note, which is basically the agreement saying, you know, we're lending you so much money and you agree to pay it and laying out the terms of the loan. I already mentioned the closing disclosure. That's another key one that just spells out the the terms of the transaction and all the fees and it will reconcile the fees to what we disclosed to you in the initial or early disclosures to make sure that they were accurate. And then you'll also sign a mortgage, which is basically the lien that's placed on the property to secure our interest in it. So those are definitely a few of the key documents and there's many, many more. And a lot of them are just to make sure we're compliant with all the rules and regs that govern mortgage lending. And on one of our previous podcast episodes, we had John Halas in Verding Insurance. So if you're looking at doing a mortgage and maybe you don't know an insurance agent or don't currently have an agent that you're working with, I know your team works very closely with them and take a look and see if we can help them with insurance on the new property as well. So if that's something you're needing, we can partner with them to do a quote and see how we can help them with the insurance too. Yeah, Viridian Insurance has been successful in saving many of our members money. They write for numerous carriers. So depending on who your homeowners and auto insurance is with now, you know, some of those insurance agents or offices, they only write for one carrier. I think that's a big benefit of um, Viridian Insurance is they write for numerous carriers so they can bid you out with multiple options. And again, find the, the best deal for you and hopefully save you some money. And going back to the type of mortgages, one that may be a little bit different that we didn't talk about was a construction. So if you're building a brand new property and looking for a construction loan, how might this process look a little bit different in that instance? Yeah, with the construction loan, we'd look for you to 
provide us with uh, bids, estimates, basically get a handle on, you know, how much house you're looking to build, who's going to build it. Are you going to use a general contractor? Do you plan to serve as your own general, so a borrower, builder? Um, these, These loans are unique compared to pretty much all our other product offerings and that they start out as an interest only loan. So during the construction period where you're actively building the home, you'll advance similar to, you know, like you would on any line of credit or a credit card, if you will. So as you do site work, as the foundation is constructed, as uh, you know, the, the home is drywalled, as you do the finish work, you'll take a series of draw our advances on that line of credit. And during that period of time, your your payment will just be interest only. You won't repay any of the principal on the loan. And once construction has completed, um, here at Viridian, our construction loans are a one-time close. So you close up front, then you start your construction process or the draw period where you take draws as you're doing all the work on the property. Once construction has completed your loan without having to sign more documents, without having to lock an interest rate, without having to close again, your construction loan automatically converts into the permanent financing. A major benefit there is you can lock the interest rate up front. You have one interest rate during the construction period period and then for the permanent financing. So it's it's very nice during times when interest rates can fluctuate and vary to have that peace of mind that you've locked it in and you have that one rate, not only during construction, but also for your permanent financing. And are there different type of loan options or requirements when it comes to like condos or townhomes or any other type of um, residence that maybe has a little bit different requirements than a single family? Yeah, uh, Condos can definitely be a little tricky and that typically the condo project itself, if it's a loan that we're looking to sell on the secondary mortgage market, it has to meet all their requirements. So not only you as a borrower, but also the condo projects. So the series of condos and the association that sits over all the condos would be required to meet secondary market requirements in terms of insurance, reserves, the number of units that have been sold. So there typically a a questionnaire is required of the project or the association. Um, So just an additional requirement and a hoop to jump through, if you will, when buying a condo. And uh, Viridian, we actually have some loans that are not sold into the secondary market. They're loans that we keep on our books here in our loan portfolio at Viridian. So depending on the situation, even if a condo does not meet all the secondary market requirements, we may be able to still finance that condo on a portfolio or in-house Viridian loan. And are there any other types of homes? I'm thinking like um, like modular homes or any um, mobile home financing. Is there any of anything different with those? Yeah, great question. So modular homes, those are um, typically stick built in a factory and they're treated just like an on-site constructed home. So typically no issues there at all. Um, um, a manufactured or mobile home, those some lenders will not finance or hold as collateral. Viridian, we will finance uh, manufactured or mobile homes. 
depending on the scenario, depending on when it was built, how it's attached to a foundation or basement, typically they're going to need to be permanently attached to some type of foundation system or a basement for them to, for us to finance them and hold them as real estate collateral. And one of the other things you mentioned was um, secondary market. We talked about just a minute ago. Um, For someone that may not be aware what that means, when we say the secondary market, can you just kind of go into detail as to what that is? Yeah, the secondary mortgage market is basically uh, the outlet where lenders can sell their mortgage loans. So um, lenders can originate a mortgage, keep it on their books, service it. They could, you know, grant you that that home loan, and then the loan and the servicing can be sold to a third party on the secondary mortgage market. Or they could do a combination of them where maybe the loan is sold, but the servicing, and when I say servicing, I mean, who do you make your payments to? Who maintains the escrow accounts, you know, in terms of paying your homeowner's insurance, paying your taxes. So there could be a situation where the loan itself is sold on the secondary market, but the servicing stays with the lender. So there's a few different options there and definitely um, something good to work with your loan officer on if uh, that is important to you to make sure you know you know where your loan and where your servicing of your loan will be. And I know we t- you just touched on um, the word escrow. Um, can you dive a little bit deeper into what escrowing means? Escrow is... is- is basically a deposit account that you do not have access to. It's basically a deposit account where funds for items like insurances and taxes are held so that as we pay those items, we have an account to take the funds from. So when you close on your mortgage loan, you will have prepaids. So basically funds that we collect at closing so that when your homeowner's insurance is due, when your property taxes are due, there's enough money there for us to make those payments. And with each of your monthly payments, a percentage of that payment will go to principal interest. And then the other piece is escrow. So that's taxes and insurances. So with each payment you make, money goes into that escrow account. And then um, as those bills come due for whether it's mortgage insurance, flood insurance, homeowner's insurance, or property taxes, Viridian will take those funds from your escrow account and make the payments on your behalf. And is escrowing taxes insurance, is that a requirement? Is that kind of up to the borrower to decide? Yeah, escrow can be required on loans where the loan to value, so based on your down payment. If you have put less than 20% down, typically escrow is going to be required. Um, If you've put 20% or more down, it's your option as to whether you would like to have your loan escrowed or not. It's very common to escrow. Um, Typically, if you don't escrow, there could be an impact to either your interest rates or your fees. So I think that drives you know, say 80 to 90% of people to escrow. Makes sense. So just something to be aware of and talk with their loan originator about as they're going through that process. Um, And another property to think about is if you're looking to purchase a property for investments, or maybe you want to have a rental, is that something that your team will do a loan against? Yeah, Viridian provides financing for investment properties. Um, 
the collateral does play a role there, so it has to be four units or less. So it could be a duplex, could be a threeplex, could be a fourplex. But as long as the number of units are four or less, then we can provide financing options. And when someone's ready to go ahead and make that jump and apply for a mortgage, what's the best way for them to do that and get in touch with your team? There's three different ways you can apply for a mortgage with Viridian. You can do it the traditional way of coming into a Viridian branch location and sitting down and meeting with a loan officer. You can schedule a a phone appointment and make application over the phone, or you can apply on our website or apply online. We also offer self-scheduling. We're on our website. You can schedule a mortgage appointment with one of our loan officers or loan originators and find a day and time and location that's convenient for you. And if you are looking to apply via phone or face-to-face in a branch, you can self-schedule yourself for that appointment right on our website. And the best way to get to that is if you go to viridiancu.org backslash home loans, and that will get you to all the mortgage information, as well as information about our originators and scheduling appointments with them. Chris, anything else we should touch on today? I think we've given everyone a lot of great information about mortgages. I agree. Thank you for your time and good luck out there house shopping. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. See You Succeed with Viridian can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. I speak for all of us at Viridian when I say we want to see you succeed. See you next time. The views expressed on this podcast are not provided as financial advice for the listener's given situation. All attempts are made to present accurate information and details may become outdated as time passes after this podcast is published. Viridian Credit Union, founded in Waterloo, Iowa, is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration and is an equal housing opportunity lender. The music featured in this podcast is Creative Corp, composed by Music Premium. Find it on Envato Market. Viridian Insurance is a division of the Viridian Group, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Viridian Credit Union. Business conducted with Viridian Insurance is separate and distinct from any business conducted with Viridian Credit Union. 